cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com. It is Friday morning, unradio, unscripted, and uncensored this morning. And it's just tomorrow and I in the studio. It's been a while, John. It's been too. a while since it's just been the two. I'm a little bit excited. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's like first time. I'm like, make love to me, Janty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm ready. There's even a sponge to, yeah, to mop clean up the juices. Yeah, exactly. And clean yeah, our juices. Absolutely. Has, We're ready. It has been a while, which is pretty cool. Mm. So that's very cool. So let's start with our daily dictionary. Okay. That's, I think, a really good start. I always like that. I love looking for that in the week. And You always find <laughs> things that I don't even know if the people use. Do people even use them ever? Well, a lot of the words are kind of bizarre. And, you know, a lot of them are sort of quite, what, academic. Academic. Yes, mm. they are. But they're interesting. And totally. They're interesting. So. Mm-hmm. Ninja sets. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is basket weaving. <laughs> dirty dictionary word basket weaving. I thought this was kind of an interesting one. Any ideas? There? Yeah, let, let me put it to you this way. Last time that I, w- I found myself with a room full of girls, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, when I think a few of my um, lesbian friends had me to get got me to understand the meaning of scissor all the scissors are scissoring, scissoring all, yeah. yeah so when the, all these girls were together in that room and somehow I found myself there I don't know how uh, and there was a lot of different legs weaving mm-hmm. that looked a little bit like basket weaving okay yeah yeah that was for me all these beautiful girls weaved together together you know you know those moments mm. you were you were I think you, you might have been there <laughs> yeah yeah, absolutely. That's not what it is, but it's not a bad thing. Okay. So the clue is dressing left or right. And okay. it's, it's about men. Oh, no. That that's, totally threw me off. That's the clue. Okay. It's about men, not about mm. women. Okay. So, yeah, interesting one. Okay, I'll be waiting. I'll remind you that one because I mm. um, definitely have no clue. I like it. it was okay. A, yeah, it was an interesting mm-hmm. one. So, yeah. The proper word for scissoring. Any yeah. idea what that is? No. Tribadism. <laughs> because I have no idea That's the proper word for oh, I don't think Yeah, The, the academic word Last time You know When, when you're in an orgy word. room And people don't say that No No Definitely not But it's no. fine We accept no. That's interesting Because I was talking We were looking at the um, There's a little studio here That we do pre-records in it's Yeah like a little soundproof booth Yeah 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 and We had we fun look, times there And we're, we've done some Great interviews Yeah there. And um, the fantastic one With Ivan Gregory. Gregory. Yeah. That was really cool. Still, still, I still want him back. (laughs) That was really good. Yeah, it was. But you know what it reminded me of? There's a club in Cape Town, a sex club in Cape Town. And the one room they have there, every wall, all the four walls of the room and the ceiling are all mirrored. I, I, I remember something similar in Club Rome, by the way. No. That it's a little room. There's a, uh, there's an upset. There might be a mirror on the ceiling. Okay. But, um, all of these four, or every, every wall mm. in this room in, and the ceiling. Yeah, mirrored. you've told me before it's one of the, so fa- the fantasies. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of an interesting one. So everywhere you look, you see yourself. A friend of ours uh, just told us he did renovation in his house and yeah. he's like, yeah, and look at the colors and look at the beautiful color of the ceiling, which I prefer would be a mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, tell my wife, please tell her I want a mirror. <laughs> I love her so much, 20 years, but I want a mirror. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it gives you such... A different aspect to mm. see yourself. It's almost like having another person in the room when you percept yourself. So, okay, don't get mm. addicted. You know, don't do only that. But it's so beautiful to see mm. your bodies yeah. entwined and basket weaving and <laughs> scissoring. Yeah. 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 It is. So at Sexpo, come and watch some of the stuff that we're going to do. In the oh future, my word. John, did give us a, give us a hint what you're going to do there because I'm just getting all kind of teasing and mm. hints. Give us one hint. What's going to happen there? Well, some of it depends on the construction that we're going to be able to okay. do, which yeah. I'm still discussing. Yes. Yeah. So some of it is. But one of the things that we're going to do definitely, which is really amazing to watch, is some actual squirting shows, some female ejaculation. That's a, isn't it forbidden like in some countries or… Yeah, in some countries, like everything's forbidden. <laughs> yeah, true. No, after we heard last week with the webcam yeah. that you can't have a fruit, 
in the room. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. that was on the free stuff. Okay, on the free stuff. The free stuff. This is, right. So that's definitely what we're going to do. And some really beautiful sensual bondage, which is so much about sensation play. Yeah, take, take the bondage mm. in its fullness, not only yeah. the extreme. Because it's of not about the pain. Mm. You know, that's easy. And I remember a long time ago, I met a, a dominatrix, mm -hmm. and she was really smart. It was when I was kind of starting to explore that world. And one of the things that she told me was anybody can hurt anybody. 100%. Anybody can pick up any kind of implement. It doesn't matter who you are, and you can hurt somebody with that. So true. That's not, a, that's not an issue. No. But it's the mental aspect of it, the sensation, Surprise, getting into God. the mind, getting into the heart. Yeah. That's the real power of that. So true. And that kind of brings me into what I wanted to talk about this morning, hmm. which was the idea of, of conscious sexuality. Okay. Because that is so much an aspect of consciousness that to get into that space you have to be so present and so aware and we are completely opposite in this in this society of ours yeah. never present never no. here and that's so much of what this is about hmm. so we are on wechat cliff yeah. central um twitter as well twitter on cliff central uh, sex talk underscore cliff c yeah And you can also call us in the studio on Skype, which is Cliff Central Studio. Is that right? Palesa? Cliff Central Studio. Is that right? Cliff yep. Central Studio. So we're in a new studio, and there aren't phone lines in here at the moment. So we just have Skype. And if you want to call us on Skype, Cliff Central Studio. And I hope Palesa is going to monitor that if you want to call <laughs> us. Good. She's nodding. So that's very cool. So she's our new boss out there, which is very cool. <laughs> She is. Yeah. So – Conscious sexuality. Yeah. And it's this field around the world that people are moving into and developing and exploring and expressing um, that has aspects of so many different elements of sexuality. It has aspects of tantra. It has aspects of tower sexuality, um, of modern research, of ancient principles from so many different fields. I, th I think when, I, when I'm just I'm looking at it as, first of all, it's not taboo anymore when the religion <laughs> – You know, the religious, um, guarding of, you know, this, it's, it's okay to talk about it. It's not, it's actually quite trendy to talk about what's happening in the bedroom. Mm. And we're hopefully moving away from porn and exciting, uh, quick fixes. So first of all, it's cool to say, what are we doing? First, let's admit we don't know what to do. So before, because you know, tantra and all those things that are a little bit advanced. First, you need to understand to get to the point that you want. To make a change hmm. And how do you experience that How do people get to the conclusion That they want to make a hmm. change There was so much embarrassment around it There was so much taboo Well people generally come to make a change From one of two places mm -hmm. The first one is a pain space Which means something's wrong Yeah something's wrong in my life So in my either my life. relationships are failing Or mm. I'm sexually unfulfilled I'm not having orgasms um, I'm having erection problems I'm not enjoying sex I have low libido All sorts of issues Like that. And do you experience yes. it that people come to you after the first affair or after they tried something or, or is it just literally coming with almost like to the doctor, coming to you, Dr. Love, Dr. Orgasm? <laughs> what do you, how, what is the statistics that you see in the therapy room? It really is across really? the board. Mm. So for some people, it becomes almost like last resort. Okay. Um, that they look at everything else. Mm. And some people will go through years and years and years of, of different therapy, of sort of marriage counseling and all of that. And there's some fantastic therapists out there. And a lot of that doesn't come anywhere close to addressing the sexual issues that mm. need to be addressed. Okay. Um, so the first is that it comes from a pain space. Something isn't working. Something is painful. My relationships are failing. My marriage is in trouble. And when you wait till the very end, the problem with that becomes sometimes it's just too late. <laughs> like everything and, else. Yeah. So the bigger picture of that says that prevention is so much better than the cure. Mm. And that comes from learning, from the fact that we do not get educated for relationships. We do not get educated as lovers. And that doesn't only mean um, the – Sexual side. It's not only about that. It's okay. not only about the technique side. It's not only about your body, my body, where everything is, how we found it, what do we do with it, sexual communication. 
it's so much bigger in terms of what it means to be a lover, what it means to have a relationship. A lot of parents tell, <clears throat> tell me they're actually feeling like they're perverts if they're speaking to their children about sex more than this is a condom and, mm. you know, and the, the penis and the vagina. They actually get to a place. But that's that, because of the discomfort with their own sexuality. Mm, okay. And the fact that the sex education that we get in South Africa and a lot of the world, you know, we've watched a lot of what goes on in America in terms of sex education is totally fear based How not to get HIV or any of the other STIs, how not to get pregnant. Mm. Um, and there's nothing about pleasure and that's the biggest problem. Um, so the more that we have that perspective, that sex, you know, if you actually told kids that sex was about pleasure, and not just reproduction, that becomes a whole different world and a whole different spectrum of possibilities. It's not a value. It's not a core value at all to have pleasure. It's like, no. it's, a, it's a leisure thing. It's like, you know, what are you expecting to have pleasure? It's yeah, like, so it's, it becomes a very big thing. Mm -hmm. The other reason that people start exploring is simply that they see that there's something more. So you might see that in a movie, you might read something, you come across something on the web um, and says, okay. I would like to have more. So it's a fascinating thing because we generally change in life or heal from or grow from one of two places. The one is a pain place that something isn't working. And for a lot of people, when that becomes the space, it's often just about fixing a problem. So we're not having enough yeah. sex. So that's quite a common one. Yeah. We're not having enough sex. We're not having enough intimacy. Okay. So you get to have more sex, but then what? What do you do with that? How does that change anything? It's not a mechanical. <clears throat> no. Yeah. And I was talking to a couple yesterday um, that I've been doing some wonderful work with them. They made some amazing strides in their relationship, which is so beautiful and exciting to see. Mm. And the understanding that if you don't have a different context, if something in your relationship isn't different, just learning about sex doesn't necessarily change anything. True. Because all that you're doing is you're taking some elements, you're taking some elements of a, of a recipe, but you're not changing anything else. It's exactly what I had in mind. So, it's like cooking with new ingredients, but the inspiration is not there, the creativity. You don't cook. Yeah. Who are you cooking for? So you're just putting yeah. something in. And you're actually not changing the framework, the concept, the idea. So it will, the pattern so will return, will come it. back. So it's mm. like a new toy. Mm. You learn a technique, yeah. it's like a new toy. So a woman learns how to give an awesome blowjob. Yeah. Like on, uh, on Tuesday night, we're teaching one of the most powerful and amazing workshops. Expanded orgasm. One of the most important workshops for everybody on for a sexual sure. journey. We'll talk a little bit more about it at the end of the show. But the bottom line is you just come and learn it as a technique by itself. Nothing in that changes. So we need to have a whole lot more than that. We need this. We need a context to put something in. That's so important. Hmm. And that's what consciousness says. So the basic idea is that everything that we do, we do out of a pattern, out of a habit. Yeah, we repeat. Yeah. So when you brush your teeth you brush your teeth in exactly same the way. same way mm -hmm. you shave and i'm so conscious of this so every couple you of days i try changes. and shave in a different <laughs> pattern and instead of starting when i brush my teeth like at the top left hand corner start at the bottom right and it just makes you aware of the patterns you know in the bath or the shower you wash in exactly the same way you eat in exactly the same way you know, my daughter, yeah. Amy, she eats everything totally separate. <laughs> I make these perfect little mixtures of, I want everything on the fork at once. Yeah, totally. That's what we do. So sexually and in relationship, we tend to do exactly the same thing. Mm. So we're having sex and we kiss and I touch your boobs and then I lick your boobs and I lick you and you suck me and we have sex. And we pretty much do the same it's bound, bound to get yeah. tired of Either it too. because it's all that we know mm. It works or we think it works Or it's our comfort zone Yeah, but you know what, Even it. if you do it perfectly We need curiosity We need change yeah. We're people that you know, Our brain will start you, looking things. There's no perfect for it yeah, Because true. it's always kind of the same And then we put this incredible goal of orgasm 
Yeah. And we've made sex more about orgasm than about pleasure. You can't say it enough. I'm so mm. with you on that one. It's a huge thing. It's because, a trap. Yeah, it's it is. Trap. And everything becomes about that instead of the possibilities of pleasure. I'm sure there are people listening saying, mm. what? <laughs> but orgasm, I made her come three times. What else is there? <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. that's the mind frame. I know, and that's kind of what it is, you know. So. When we look at conscious sexuality, we have to look at the difference between sex and sensuality. And it's a real core yeah. thing of, of what I teach so much. So I've come to define sex, and I know people have heard this lots, but it's so important, as a goal-oriented genital activity. I get an erection, you open your legs, we have sex. Mm. The biggest issue with that is often there's not a lot of intimacy in it, especially if your eyes are closed, the lights are off, you sink. About whatever you were looking at on the web yeah. that day, whatever webcams, like you're not conscious, about. you're not present. That's it. And in that space, you go between <clears throat> fantasy, you come back to a moment with your partner, you go back again to work, to all sorts of different things, but we're not present in that. Yeah. So, one of the definitions of sensuality is the heart is involved, intimacy. That's where we find. That's a tough one. Fulfillment. Because so many times we hold anger and we hold yeah. grudges, things that happened in the past or things that are unresolved. And then it's difficult. It's a barrier between us when we get to bed. Yeah. So the more present we are and the more we have an understanding of what we're doing in that space, the more conscious we become. And that's where the learning becomes so important, to learn different things that we can do that bring us into consciousness. Mm -hmm. So one of the principles of this whole thing says that – if we can learn some different exercises, processes, different elements that bring us into consciousness before we have sex, before we make love. Because once you're in it, it's already the patterns has yeah. begun and everything is becoming like… Because that's what like, we do because our body yeah. works on patterns. Mm. It's like every time you get in your car, you don't need to think about driving mm, you just because do you know the pattern. Yeah. It's like I go to Cape Town to teach workshops. So I hire a car there and it's a manual car. My car here is automatic. So I get in, and the first time, I don't even push the clutch in, so the car stalls. So I've been there for 10 days, and I'm used to driving this manual car. I get it back into my car, and I'm looking for the clutch. That's what we do. It's simply a body yeah. pattern. So once we start something, our body just kicks in. So when we can learn something different, we can actually change the pattern of it But you're also introducing A whole new concept Of not to start sex When you're just horny Oh you know I feel it Let's mm. go quickly to the bedroom I feel it Well that becomes more about Orgasm and the release of that and Yeah Or oh, I'm not in the that. mood I'm not horny now But it can be You can you can, you can make it Come up You know To life Something that you taught me Is that You know People start having sex When they're in the mood mm. When they are You know They had a good evening They are you know On a vacation It's Again it's conditioned Or they're just You know They're just horny mm. And so many times the Well One of the best experiences Is to start making love Not when you're horny Or in the mood Or you just want to connect You just want to create Some time For yourselves So that's something That a lot of people say No I'm never going to go to bed And going to start You know Kissing my wife If I'm not horny so then it needs to become more about sensuality and intimacy. And when we see the value of that, when we see the gifts that we get from that, that's where so much starts to change. To say that it's not always about sex. But in that we find in the connection, we find much greater fulfillment and much greater possibility in that. So, the possibility becomes so important because that opens the door to endless experiences. I'm sure and it sounds like Chinese to some people. Well, now. so part of that says, for example, the first element of that, let's say, is it doesn't always end in the same way. And that's so important. So if it always ends in orgasm. And she's on top or you're behind. Then that's what happens. So we know mm. what that is. The second element of that is curiosity that says – if we can go somewhere different, let's see what's – how can we explore that? What are the sensations? What are the feelings? What are the emotions? And for a lot of that to happen, we need to take the idea of judgment out of the equation. Yeah, because you're very, very vulnerable. Yeah, which says that most of what we do sexually comes from a space of good or bad, right or wrong. And that comes from way back in our past, from parents, from family, from religion – 
um, from all of those kind of institutions. First few experiences as well. This is good. This is bad. This is right. This is wrong. And for a lot of people, once we become parents, parents don't do this. Mm, of course not. A, a wife mother, doesn't yeah. do this. A girlfriend yeah, yeah. might do it, but a <laughs> wife won't do this. And that's where we start to shut down a lot of exploration and possibilities. Mm. But if we can go beyond the idea of judgment and we can say, okay, what could I get from this experience? What could I learn? What could it reveal within me, reveal within you? Where can it take us? What can it bring to the surface? And that becomes an interesting one. So that's where the idea of judgment comes in in a huge way and fear because if I share this fantasy with you or this idea with you or this makes me feel that way, I move into a space, firstly, of incredible vulnerability, and which holds the possibility of enormous judgment from you. Yeah. If I say, this is what it brings up within me, or this is what I want to try. So my friend Galen Fuss in America has coined this term sexual authenticity disorder. And essentially, that's the fear of being judged for revealing our true sexual selves. Mm. And very few of us do that because of that fear of judgment. So if we're not in that space, we cannot be conscious because consciousness means being present. And it means all of us, every single part of who we are, being there. And that is the power. That's where so much really, really happens. Mm. Because the greatest force in that is vulnerability. And we we are petrified. Yeah. And the judgment that might come with it. Yeah. Um, when you take off your clothes, when you, you, you want things to just be, be perfect, you know, and, and they're not. And they're not. And, and they this never is be. the thing. And, you know, <laughs> you should I, see I, his face. I can't He's tell so you frustrated. how important uh, that idea is this idea of perfection that we put in relationship, that we put in sexuality. And our I've body been image. in. One of the most difficult emotional spaces that I have ever, ever been in recently. and You look really good. I don't know what you're doing. Keep okay. on uh, the, maybe doing the that. The learning coming from this, one of that is the possibility of accepting everything about somebody. Hmm. That the idea of perfection is, it's absurd and I go back in my life with this and I look at some of the things that I've done, not only in a relationship, but some of the stuff like in business relationships and things. And this idea of perfection yeah. and how it just fucks us up totally on so many levels. By the way, it does show that you have done this shift completely. And this is something that if a person like you that does practice so many years gets to it, it's almost like the raisin. It's almost like the the hardcore of something. We always idolize. We always mm. think that some people are good, some people are bad. You know, some people are good for us, some people are bad for us. And it's actually, as you said, the judgmental part of us needs to completely yeah. just dissolve. And the more we do that, the more we can just get into this heart space and this... Surrendering. <laughs> no. This heart connection and live in that way and I looked at a lot of myself this week um, and for me I'm a dreamer I'm a romantic there's a lot of this world I don't understand there's a lot of it I will never understand there's a lot of it I don't know that I want to understand because a lot of this world I don't want to be in that way of living but just that heart space and the possibilities of that love and oh, that's really so much of what it is, but you have to just go into a space of saying, I can accept you. I can love you. And that's all. Then we can connect. And every moment has that possibility of being in that love and that connection. So I started writing something a while ago of saying, instead of our genitals being the entry point into sexuality, what happens if the heart was the entry point? Wow. So instead of saying, let's start building the sexual energy in our genitals and move that through the body, let's change it. Let's make the heart the entry point. Build the heart fire and then move that to our genitals. 
take that and let's turn it around. Let's make it something totally, totally different. So we're so connected. We're so fulfilled with a heart yeah. space. And that's where the fulfillment comes. So part of the sexual journey in a way, and I look at my journey, which at the beginning involved every sexual experience that I could have, even some that I had never thought about having. And, you know, you see stuff in porn and it just never interests you. But in the moment, all of a sudden, something comes up and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, ah, yeah, I'm doing it. Oh, something in there <laughs> is... Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah it appeals to you. a little spark inside yeah. of me. And maybe only once. Yeah. And maybe you'll come back to it But you, you tapped again. into something. Yes. Yeah. And having gone through all of that and having had... Probably almost every experience that I would want to. I'm sure there's stuff that I haven't done. But yeah, thank you very much. Do off we the do? top of my head, there's some things that I definitely do not want to do or go near. Or repeat. <laughs> and they have no interest for me. And yeah, one of them, some of them once. And, oh, enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Been mm. there, done that. Thank you. But beyond that, there's this idea of when we've done that, we can start to kind of discern and see what's the real power. So if I look at my journey, I went and I had an enormous amount of sex. Full stop. That was what I did. And then I realized one day I actually find greater fulfillment in intimacy and sensuality than in sex. So part of that for me was the learning to take orgasm right out of the equation. Mm. That a lot of times I didn't need to have an orgasm. I didn't need to have an ejaculation. And then saying that the deepest experiences were with that connection more than the sex. Yeah, that's mind-blowing, basically. And you need to go through that in a way. You need to kind of eat a lot of the junk food before you understand what's good. And what the difference between the two and that's yes. another perception yeah. that people say to their children, don't have sex, have with the right one, choose the one. Mm. And then you're thinking, okay, of course I can learn so much from one good person that sure. is good for me, but there is so much to learn in the variety. Yeah. And one of the biggest issues with people who get married without having had sex with each other. And I'm not proposing that you should have sex before marriage. No, I actually am. <laughs> oh, no. Let me put it on the table. I actually am. Because if you don't do that, and you know, so many young people have a lot of serious sexual problems when they come together in a relationship. Maybe good education will, you know, if there was a society or a religion mm. that says, okay, have sex after marriage, because that's not the criteria to judge a marriage. But then but get give some it, very proper sex education. Exactly, but proper. Yes, and that's about your body, about technique, about possibilities, because that, about heart connection. that is important. And then the intimacy of it. So, yes, I am saying that you should have sex before marriage because <laughs> that's where you're going to find out what a lot of the issues are. And a lot of people who don't do that, especially a lot of religious people, end up with these enormous sexual problems. And they think that they're going to go away. And they don't. No. They do not go away by themselves. It gets worse sometimes. And a lot of women end up having very little sexual pleasure. So, very little sexual pleasure. Why do you want to have sex if you're not getting pleasure from it? Bang. If it's painful, if you're not having orgasms, if you're not aroused, why are you going to do it? You're not. So, immediately, you stop wanting to have sex. puts pressure on your relationship. And then, what do you do about that? More times than not, nothing. And that's where so many people could have different relationships. A lot of relationships that end, a lot of people who end up having affairs. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Rather have an open relationship than go and have an affair. Start the discussion because the affair can be more destructive than anything else. So we are so afraid of con con a confrontation. We are so yeah. afraid of conflict. Yeah. We're just like, no, no, no. Let me just do it behind, you know, behind my wife's mm. back, behind my husband's back. And it's fine. It's only once. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. It's just quick. Just to get a fix. And it is not going to be fine. <laughs> Never. <laughs> it is not. It's usually blowing up in your face in the worst yeah. way. So open a discussion about a 
different kind of relationship. And that's what consciousness is. It says possibilities. It doesn't mean that you go and have a threesome. It doesn't mean that you become a swinger. It means you start communicating differently. It's a challenge. It's a challenge, it Auntie. Definitely is. for traditional, for traditional people, for people that never it doubted. Is. But look at the divorce rate that we have. We have one of the highest divorce rates in the world. More second marriages fail because we haven't learned anything. We end up doing exactly the same shit that we've done before because we haven't learned anything in between. We think the package is going to be different. The relationship is going to be different. If nothing in us changes, why is it going to be different? It's like what Einstein said, you know, doing the same thing again and again and expecting expecting different different results. results. How are you going to get a different result? You're not. If you go to McDonald's, you're never going to get anything other than McDonald's. Make it important. If you're not going to make it important, if if everything else is important, your family structure, Mm. your job, your nutrition, your gym – but your sex life are not important. That's, and that's a really good point. Tomorrow, it's actually a fantastic thing. And I've been thinking about this. So think mm. about it like in work terms. Yeah. You go to school, you go to university, you go to college, you get a job, whatever it, whichever way you do it, or you start a business or something. You're learning all the time. And a lot of it is actually conscious learning. I'm learning how to improve what I'm doing. I'm learning how to create a better product. I'm learning how to make – for us, better DVDs. I'm learning how to put better workshops together, how to market it more, to do whatever. You improve. But it's conscious learning. Mm. Do I do that with a relationship? No. I meet you, I fall in love, we get married, and we think it's going to work. Full stop. That's all. And if I work at a company, they're going to send me on training courses. They're going to get consultants in. They're going to, even at Cliff Central, you know, we have people all the time coming in. How do we do things better? Better shows Mm. all the time. That's what we're doing. How do we improve? How do we grow? How do we expand this platform? And if we're not doing that, then eventually somebody says to you, well, goodbye, go home. Totally. And we have this expectation in relationship and in sex that it's going to be different simply because who knows how, who knows why. But how do you start? How do you start the consciousness? How do you go there? You've been conditioned for 30, 40 years. You've been petrified of your own self. It's waking up and saying, I want something more. Mm. That's it. And then it's a journey. It involves learning. It involves getting help. It involves finding teachers, mentors, guides, reading, whichever way you want to do it. And there are so many different channels in so many different ways. Can you do it all on your own? Yes and no. You need an enormous amount of will to change things. There's no question of that. That's not easy. Definitely not an easy space. But you start and you start slowly. And, you know, people often come to me and they say, so we want to explore our sexuality. We're very open-minded, which always makes me chuckle because I think, yes, you walk into my office and you think – you're open. Okay, let's see what that really actually means. We've used a toy before. <laughs> That's it. We watched porn before. Yeah. Okay. So you're open-minded. That's okay. You want to explore. You want to grow. Fantastic. Wonderful. What are you really willing to do? That's it. And that doesn't mean that you go from naught to having a threesome in five seconds. Which is also, I'm sure, people that you get come across with, like, she doesn't want us to have a threesome. Yeah. <laughs> or... or or she does want to have a threesome, but she wants to have a threesome with another guy, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> of course. So that's the biggest yes. one, because most men come in and say, I want to have a threesome with another woman, yeah. which is fine, even though they might not be fully satisfying one woman, how the heck are they going to cope with two? Ah, it's not about them. That's it's about it. him. <laughs> and then she says, yeah, okay, so if we do that, then I, but I want my choice, and I want another guy, and for most guys, that's where it shuts down. Wow, that's going down the rabbit hole. That's it. What does it mean for you? Yeah. What does it mean? Who's this woman to you? Who's that man to you? That's and you don't need to go perception. from naught to that. Mm. The first thing is just starting to communicate, to have discussions that go beyond the judgment that can simply say, why? Hmm. And this is where the consciousness starts to come in. What could we get from Having a threesome. And we're just using that as an example. The same thing could be said for what could I get from tying you up and putting a blindfold on you? Mm. And for a lot of people, that's the fantasy. 
Okay, so once I've tied you, now I have no idea what the heck I'm going to do with you. Exactly. So I'm going to end up doing what I did anyway. Exactly. And then I'm just going to end up in the orgasm after five that's minutes right. anyway. And that's where we go. So that's where the learning becomes so important to say, how do we move that somewhere else? Is it true to say that there's those, those consciousness journeys and getting into yourself, does it have to involve pain, emotional pain or, you know, it's not easy. It's really not easy to, 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 to test and, and open up and doubt everything you ever knew. And all of a sudden, all these, you know, you really have to go deeper within you. Pain is part of it. Mm. That's all. It's an interesting thing. There's a great teacher and writer called Lawrence Lanoff in America. And he talks quite a lot about the fact that pain is a part of this journey. If we try and avoid that, we are not being true to ourselves. Bingo. Um, the simple thing, you open to love, you open to hurt. It's not a semi-permeable membrane that lets some stuff in and keeps some stuff out. It's all there. The journey into yourself, to looking at yourself, to looking at what you've done in your life, the decisions that you've made, the actions that you've taken, um, it's a simple truth. You're in a relationship, you love somebody, they are going to hurt you, you are going to hurt them. Mm. Full stop. You cannot avoid that. Anything else is an absolute illusion and lie. But you can go beyond that and you can say, that's a part of it. I can do that. Yeah, trust, trust yourself. I can have a hurt heart and I can have a loving heart. They're not mutually exclusive. They can even be there in the same place at the same time. I can love you and I can still be angry with you. True. doesn't mean I don't want to be with you. It simply says... Let's go beyond that. And one of the things I've learned from the space at the moment is the amount of forgiveness that we can actually be capable of. If you love somebody, you want to be with them, you want to be in that space, my understanding anyway, can there be an almost infinite amount of forgiveness? Yes. You make a choice to do that, and it's a very conscious choice. In fact, sometimes it's a hard choice. I have no doubt. But you make that, and you make it as a choice every day. True. To say the greater picture, the bigger picture is this love with you, this life with you. Okay. Can I bring an infinite amount of forgiveness to that? And it, it, it throws you back to the perfection. Yeah. Cause if it throws I, you away from the perfection. Yeah, because if I can't, then I'm just going into that pattern of perfection. And these expectations we have from people. They are never going to be met. They are never going to be fulfilled. Hmm. And to expect somebody to do that is putting pressure on people beyond. What, if, what happens if you're not compatible? All of a sudden you have your own dreams and, and uh, your own discovery journey and I have mine and we're not. Then maybe it's time for us not to walk together anymore mm. so we hold on to relationships often for the sake of you know we have this idea for example I'm thinking a lot about this week marriage is sacred I'm sorry that is crap of the highest order love might be sacred marriage is not and there comes a time in that where something needs to change something needs to to go something needs to to shift and when something is done it needs to be we need to let go of it and just because i married you and a lot of times if you look at the reasons that we get married they're nowhere near reasons that are going to be enough for a lasting relationship you know a big one of that is now i've got you and we're going to kind of stay as we are. We change. The things that we do change us. Things that we see, things that we read, experiences that we have, they change us. So one day I'm coming home to you. I'm not coming home the same person that I left this morning. And maybe that journey is done. And we need to be able to be strong enough. We need to be able to be honest enough to say that I love you, 
your journey might not be mine. Sentence stuff, huh? And if your journey is not, can I love you enough for you to be free to do that? And can I love myself enough to say, I need to be free. I need to be somewhere else. There's enormous transformational power in that. It's difficult because there's families involved, there's kids, there's all sorts of things. But what are we teaching our kids if we stay in a space that doesn't allow us to be who we are, that doesn't allow us to be happy? Because ultimately we're putting them and showing them, go and do something because it's the right thing to do. Stay there for the kids. I'm sorry, that is one of the most destructive things you can do. Because you end up destroying yourself. And if you're going to destroy yourself in that, that's not love. That's not consciousness. The only real way to have a relationship, a conscious relationship, is to wake up every morning and to say, Today my choice is to be with you and to keep on growing, to keep on forgiving, to keep on expanding. And that way, maybe we can walk lifetimes with somebody. But the concept of relationship needs to be different. We both need to be committed to that as a space of growth, as a space of expansion. I worked with a couple a little while ago who have, over the years they've been together, which is 20-odd years, they have destroyed each other. They've beaten each other physically, emotionally. They've been through everything. And somewhere along this journey, they made a choice that they were not going to split up. That was a choice they made. I think it might have been subconscious at first, but at some point it was, we are going to go through whatever we're going to go through together. And they've come out of all of that to the most incredible space of love and respect and understanding and happiness. The most amazing happiness. Wow. Because it was just, I'm willing to forgive this. I'm willing to let it go. This is the person I want to be with. And it wasn't at cost to themselves. And that's where so much of the hurt came, where she said, I want to go and explore this. And he said, I want to go and do this. And it was always about how do they bring that back to each other? Wow. Is that easy? No, it's one of the hardest fucking things that you can do in your life. A conscious relationship is one of the most difficult things that you can do. There's no question of that. It's not easy. But it's a choice ultimately that you make that says, what do I want this life journey to be? Is it just about this kind of material thing? How much money can I have? How much stuff can I have? Or is it that at the end of this, I'm going to look at this heart that's had this journey of life that has felt everything to the fullness, that's dived into the depths of my body, into emotion, into feeling, into sensation, into sharing, into the shadow, into the light, into dancing and crying and screaming and hurting beyond belief and then loving beyond belief. And you make a choice on that. How do you want to live? And it doesn't have to be chaotic. No. It can be with a beautiful rhythm. There's times that it is chaotic. Yeah. But from the chaos... What comes from the chaos? And then we become a reflection of nature. You know, there's a huge fire somewhere. It destroys a whole lot of amazing plants. It destroys forests. But growth emerges from that. Can we walk through that fire willingly? And that's the big thing, willingly. So how are you going to expose people to that in Sexpo? <laughs> how are you going to let them 
have a lead <laughs> at t- tapping into that, well, into magic. You know, we're there at Sexpo. Yeah. We're going to teach some stuff. We're going to do these amazing shows. And this is, it's something in me that I, I'll be honest about it. There's a level that struggles with it because people want to see some of the sleaze. Yeah. Would I love to do just this highbrow erotic sensuality? Yeah. Yes, I would. But people want to see something different. And one of the reasons that I've always been at Sexpo from the very beginning, 12, 13 Sexpos, 14, something like yeah. this, I don't know, is simply to show that there's something more and that there's something different. That's all. Mm. Even in that, so I mean, I have some beautiful ideas. I hope we can make them happen. Um, and we're certainly going to work hard for them. Just to show that something can be beautiful. It's not all this porn thing. It's not all this orgasm thing. It simply can be amazing what's out there. Mm. And that's really important. If you can learn to touch your partner differently, fantastic. You've learned something Mm. awesome. That's huge. Basic things. Touch. Yeah. And it really often is the basics. And it starts with the very basics, with the real Simple things. And the more that we can do that, the more we get that stuff, the more we can expand this relationship. Is that easy? No, because you have to go beyond barriers. You have to reveal yourself. But in those moments, that's the truth of who you are. You know, I talk a lot about, I love stories and from all over. And one of my favorite stories, a lot of people know this, some of you don't. My very first career choice was going to be a rabbi. <laughs> and that's, time ago. that's the person who just said that marriage is, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a long time long ago. Long time ago. You know? And when I give talks, and especially when I'm doing some demonstrations and like on a blowjob workshop and I have this latex dildo in my hand, and I'm going to show you some stuff on the dildo, and I sort of put this thing in my mouth and I say, girls how did you want to get from how did you go from wanting to be a rabbi to having this latex cock in your mouth? Was it a right turn? Was it a wrong turn? What was the journey of that? Anyway, that was the journey for me. You know, but There's a great Jewish story about these three great rabbis who are really old and they're very learned and they're getting ready to die. And they say, when we die, presumably we're going to be confronted by some heavenly court and we're going to have to account for our lives. We're not going to be asked... Why weren't you like Moses? Why weren't you like Abraham? They're going to ask, Why weren't you like Jonti? Why weren't you like Tamar? And that's the journey to discover who we are and bring that into the world, whatever it might be. I'm a dreamer, I'm a romantic, that's what I bring into the world. I believe in the power of possibility. I believe in the transformational power of love, the transformational power of sex, of pleasure. That's great beliefs. And that's what I want to bring into the world. That's what I do. There's a lot of other stuff in this world. I don't want to know, but it's not my world. And the more that we understand that of who we are, the more we can share that space. The hard part then is the choice. Who do we share that with? And it becomes a choice. So some journeys will be with somebody for a day, some will be for a month, some will be for a year, 10 years, some will be for a lifetime. That's all. So, you know, we have different families, different connections. You have your blood family. Those are the ones you can't choose. (laughs) (laughs) The fact we're laughing is to choose in the studio here. (laughs) Yeah, and Jewish families are not easy by a long shot. Why are you saying that? (laughs) Me and my 17,000 members of family are just fine. And, um, and then you have, you know, the spirit family, the energy family, um, the ones that you connect you with. Yeah. And it is a choice because there's something deeper in that. Choice. Choice is a good word. And it is. And everything is. So if I'm going to have a sexual experience, a sensual experience, what's my choice in it? Where do I want to go with it? What do I want to get from it? How much of me am I willing to put into it? And that's a conscious choice and it's a lot of egos to put aside and it's a good i think i I feel that what you're saying is is a is a good life 
coach because once I'm, I'm not trying to plan, okay, I'm going to take him to the room and then I'm going to, you know, take him by storm and then I know how it's going to end. I don't know how it's going to end. I don't want to yeah. plan this. Once I don't, I put my ego aside. It's, I just say, let's, let's the truth of life make is things we, happen. We don't know how it's going to exactly. Be. We don't know what's going to happen in the next hour of any of our lives. You yeah. can plan all you like and life will probably laugh at you and say, but the more choices that we make and the more choices that we make from a place of consciousness, from the heart, from the possibility of pleasure, the more we're creating a life of intensity. And in a world of mediocrity and in a world that celebrates mediocrity, I'd rather have the intensity, Instead the of intensity of the pain, the intensity of the love, of the pleasure. Than anything else. A lot of other words come to mind also passive and active, and when you need to be passive, no, when you need mm -hmm. to be active, maybe it's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's a broad concept, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not, a very good it's key. It's not an easy journey, but it simply says, make a choice, and then you learn, and every day you learn, and every day you'll do something a little bit differently, and some things will come back again and again and again and again, and eventually, You'll create a life that says the happiness has been in the feeling and the intensity and the connection and the moment. That's the power. So it's, it, it is great to enrich your toolbox. To All, the know, All the time. To know more things or to know more about the anatomy of your partner, about your anatomy, about your capabilities. No, but then you also need to lose yourself. That's it. And the more we do that, the more we connect with this wonderful, amazing energy of life this basket weaving to what <laughs> I thought we were going but Hurry. that's cool basket weaving is when a man is wearing really tight pants and he has to arrange his genitals so they fit somewhere <laughs> comfortably and easily <laughs> oh my word okay so is there like basket by the way weaving. is there like a, I don't know a, a hook that helps you to do that or like a, some kind of no, you just got to find, like, firstly, the right sort of underwear. Yeah. And then the right, like, on the left, on the right, you know, wherever it might sit. And hmm. that's comfortable. So, interesting one. Interesting one. Yes. Not what I thought. So, this Tuesday, Expanded Orgasm Workshop, it's for singles and couples. It's a safe space. There's no nudity. That's shocking. Absolutely. How it's do you really learn sad, about it? But that's what it, it is. is really so, you're going to learn the principles of it. And I'm going to demonstrate all of the techniques on latex models. So but you, it's mind-blowing. It so is mind-blowing. It's one of the most important things that you can learn on a sexual You literally journey. get to wear the Superman T-shirt so, after. Yeah. So, and it's for men and it's for women. And you're going to learn how to do it to yourself, how you can use sexual energy as a tool for healing, for meditation, for creativity. And, it is. and that's what it is. A beautiful evening. Um, and as well as coming to the workshop, Where you're also in four ways. In four ways, in the studio, in the yoga in studio. In the yoga in mm. four ways. Um, and then you also get a free download of the Expanded Orgasm DVD. So you can practice us. at home. That's it. So you get Good reference job. material. And that's, uh, that's super cool. Tuesday night. It's, it's Life University. Yeah. It is the forever. following Tuesday, we're doing an Awakening the Erotic Spirit evening. Cool. At uh, um, Zara's Espresso in Elof Street, downtown Ooh. Joburg, which is a really cool venue. Hmm. That's really exciting. Um, Two places are still available on the Waves of Touch retreat because Hi. one couple can't come due to family illness because um, sure. we were full. But that is, that's a life-changing experience. For sure. So all of that is available through me, um, John T. at Eros Life. When is it exactly in October? Today, 1st of October. 1st of October. Starting on the 1st to the 4th. Four, so we've added one more night. So that's it's life changing. Wow. Going out with the dolphins, the food, the beach, Mozambique. It's just no, it's, this it's no place brainer. where magic comes It's a no brainer. Together. And it's for singles, and it's for couples, and it's for gay people, and it's for straight people, and it's for human beings. Just be. That's just it. be. Just yes. be. It's uh, yeah, people are like, No, what am I gonna do there? It's a sexual environment and I have to fuck everybody and I and maybe need to show my genitals to everybody. Nothing. No. It's not it. Yes. Thank you. For being here this morning. Thank you, John T, for letting us all understand a bit better what is love is. So next up is Casper and a whole lot of interesting people, and we wish you all so much pleasure. 
CliffCentral.com.